Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's word of the week. It is grind. Mention that word to Bruce or any staff member the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week, grind. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the race season here, it's time to get serious with that training. Maximize your time investment with effective workouts and get the support you need from a human, not a fit bot. TriJoy can help. We'll meet with you face-to-face to discuss your goals and make a plan to achieve them. Email for your free in-person consultation. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See our link at the bottom of this page. On the program today, we'll have another check-in with Abbotsford triathlete Jen Burns. Jen is taking on the challenge of her very first Ironman triathlon coming up in Whistler on Sunday, July 28th. We'll find out about how her mind and body is doing with all of the training. Jen will also be telling us about some of the challenges she faced in her first race of the year in Victoria. Also on FitSpeak 72, Zach Neufeld helps us get to the finish line faster with another installment of Between the Ears. 20 minutes of nourishment for your brain begins right now. One step, two step, three step. One pedal, two pedal, three pedal. One stroke, two stroke, three stroke. I'm Zach Neufeld, and this is Between the Ears. Recently, I found a TED Talk by Ned Phillips called Endurance Athletes Are Using the Power of the Now. In the talk, Phillips speaks about his career as an amateur endurance athlete. He describes what he calls the power of the now and how it can be applied to endurance sports. Phillips introduced the talk by showing a picture of his son jumping across a gap between two boulders. When you jump across a gap like that, you're totally in the moment. That's the state Phillips tried to describe in the talk. It's that moment of total absorption in the moment that we're after. In a 100k race, Phillips says one kilometer at the beginning doesn't feel the same as the one at the end. However, he found a way to keep going, doing what he calls running a long way. Phillips decided to do a 125k run around Singapore. He said the first 30k is easy if you're running 125k. However, the 30 to 70k segment is the hardest. You're really tired, but you haven't really achieved anything yet. It's a weird feeling. In the last 25k of the run, he experienced difficulty. So he just decided to run each step, step after step. And pretty soon, 25k was over. It sounds cheesy, but it seems to be effective. Later on, he got a coach to train him for Ironman Kona. The coach said, if you don't use your mind, you will never make it to Hawaii. Up until then, Phillips thought of endurance sports as purely physical, as a purely physical endeavor. But at these longer distances, he was beginning to see how the mind was involved. For example, when you're doing an activity and you're thinking about how far you have to go, or who's ahead or behind you, you aren't thinking about what you're doing. If you aren't concentrating on what you're doing now, you aren't doing the best you can now. You can apply this by counting your steps, pedal rotations, or strokes, and focusing on what you're doing while you're doing it. Time will go by faster, and you will go faster. How long can you count without having a thought about something other than what you're doing? 
Ned Phillips made it to 2,000 steps, and he found he had run further and faster than he would have if he wasn't thinking about what he was doing. In his qualifying race for the Ironman World Championships in Kona, he ran his last 20k faster than his first 20k. He never did that, and he ran faster than people that were usually faster than him. Interestingly, he also couldn't remember the second 20k he did. He did it mindfully, totally in the moment. Philip said he learned that the past doesn't exist, the future doesn't exist, and if you're not living in the now, you're not really living. To apply what we just learned, next time you're doing your favorite activity, see if you can count to 10 just thinking about that activity. See if the activity becomes more enjoyable. Maybe you'll become more efficient at it, faster at it, and the time may go by quicker. For Between the Ears, I'm Zach Neufeld. And welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines, along with Jen Burns, live from Abbotsford. Uh, Jen, of course, is a person we've been following for the past, I think, six months or so, as she prepares for her first ever Ironman Canada race. It's the final man, a uh, final man, it's the final Ironman that's ever going to be held in Whistler, as far as we know. And that, of course, is coming up. Boy, oh boy, it's coming up close. It's on... Sunday, July the 28th. And Jen, uh, let's get right into it. You had a, a pretty epic weekend of training. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I did. I uh, participated in the positive spin uh, ride for mental health, which was, yeah, it's a, I've, I haven't done it before. So it was, it was a fun ride. I did it with my husband. Um, our goal was to do about 170 kilometers not quite the 200 that we signed up for just because my training plan, that's kind of what I was hoping for. But uh, my husband ended up having some uh, cramping issues. So I ended up with about 150 kilometers. So it was, it was good. And then, yeah, the next day I did a two and a half hour run. So 28 kilometers and a little bit of a swim. I tried going to Caltus, but it was really, really choppy and windy and just wasn't worth the effort. (laughs) So so tell it was us, a busy weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us uh, what happened as far as recovery goes between that big bike ride you did on Saturday and then your long run on the Sunday. Well, pretty much just came home and had a big meal. I went to bed decent, like early time, early. Sleep is important to me, so probably 9 o'clock on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Not that much fun lately, I guess. And then I let myself sleep in and and then uh, actually made pancakes for the family and and had some myself. And then I took off for the run. Ooh, carbs. So, yeah. <laughs> pancakes were good. I'm thinking I might introduce that a little bit more. Yeah, I saw you there out on the uh, positive spin course. You were popping some potatoes with your husband. Yeah, I was. I actually, I didn't have as many as I usually do just because there wasn't a lot of food on the course that he could eat because he's celiac, so he has to eat gluten-free. So I handed over my small potatoes to him and ate all the cookies and all the other great things that they had to offer. So <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty well-stocked buffet. They had the Coca-Cola, they had the F2C, they had some 
glorious sandwiches. They had the M&Ms. Uh, I mean, it was it was quite the smorg for us uh, riders there at the Positive Spin. So big shout out going out to Crystal Lambert and all the folks who, who put on that ride. Um, so tell us, uh, once you got home, what was for supper? Did you have to cook? Um, yeah, we, well, I didn't cook. My husband did, but I kind of put some things together. We just actually, we barbecued, we had some steak. Um, I had a big salad with lots of different variety of vegetables. I had a big steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My night was no more adventurous. I started off with leftover salad. Then I ordered uh, a pizza from Ricardo's, uh, Ricardo's rather here in Mission, uh, sat upstairs had some kombucha, had half a pizza, had half a beer, and it was lights out by 10 o'clock as well. Yeah. <laughs> where did you do your long run? Training. Pardon me? Uh, where did you do your long run? Uh, well, I, I have ran before from my house, which is in East Abbotsford, to the auto mall when I had my car in the mechanics one time. So I knew that was about a 14K run. So I started from my house and ran all the way to Mount Lehman to the um, roundabout at High Street and then came back. And then I knew I wanted to add a little bit extra. So I went into Mill Lake, ran around the lake and then yeah, made my made my way home. So it ended up being about 28K. So well, a yeah. long, a long day after a, another long day previous to that. So you yeah. carried all the stuff that you needed on your, uh, on your fanny pack. If you had one, I have a, um, what do you call it? A Camel hydration bag? pack, oh, Okay, yeah. a hydration pack. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I use mostly liquid nutrition for my training. That seems to be the best for my stomach. So um, I drank that and I always carry a tube of salt. So licking salt along the way. <laughs> Although it wasn't that hot of a day. I think we topped out yesterday no. at about what was it? Maybe 19 degrees and, and just a few flecks rather of sunshine through the entire day. It was, I mean, the whole weekend down here in the Fraser Valley was pretty, um, I wouldn't say glum, but it was certainly cloudy. Yeah, I found it actually on the bike ride coming back from Chilli Chilliwack Lake Road. Both my husband and I were pretty cold coming mm -hmm. back um, just because there was a little bit of speed with the gradual downhill, I guess. And <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yesterday's run was great because it wasn't, it didn't rain on me, but it wasn't sunny and not terribly hot. So yeah. It was it was manageable. It was I felt good actually. It was really great. And Jen, I heard you saying those two uh, magical words, and, and we're gonna have some fun with this. You said liquid nutrition. Now that makes a, <laughs> an excellent segue into the story of your Van or Vancouver, rather your uh, Victoria seventy point three race, because I understand that was your first try of the year, right? Yeah, it was. So, yeah. I mean, uh, we talked previous offline, but uh, tell uh, for our Fitspeak listeners how that first race of the went for, uh, first race of the year went for you. It was it was pretty good. It was my um, yeah, it was it was part of my training plan. So, and it was great that I could go over to Victoria because we have family over there. So we got to visit with family the two days leading up to it, and because I think we were so busy with family I didn't really have any race jitters I almost had the feeling like oh yeah right I'm racing tomorrow so well, that um, thing. 
Yeah, and then the swim, the swim was okay, but I think just being my first open water swim race, you know, it was kind of, I felt a little bit panicky in the water, but um, I ended up having a good swim time for me. And then I uh, got out and got onto the bike and um, the roads are quite bumpy there. And we were warned by some of the pros at the pro panel, just make sure everything is locked onto your bike because it hit some of those bumps and things can go flying. And I knew everything was on my bike, but what I didn't do is I didn't put the, now I've now learned from you, I didn't put the lid on my aero bar bottle on properly so the first bump I hit um, half of my nutrition flew out of the bottle and I lost the lid so then I was riding along on a bumpy road with um, nutrition splashing around so I leaned over to try to quickly get some and knowing that this possibly could be (laughs) my last chance and then I went over another bump and it all went all over me and um uh, it spilled onto the road, so I lost all of my nutrition probably within half an hour. <laughs> and then I was a complete sticky mess. Oh, after yeah. That. That... <laughs> now, when you say just liquid cause... nutrition, did you have a, a special gen potion there, or was it just something that they were supplying on the race course in Victoria? No, I have my special gen potion that that I mix up, and so a lot of a lot of stickiness in the water. So I ended up, I had, my bike was just a sticky mess. My, you know, my arms were stuck to my arrow bars most of the time. And I could, uh, my bottle of course was rattling like crazy because it was empty. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't really see my glasses that were covered, oh, and, but my I didn't goodness. want to take the time. Using using the force them. to guide you around the, uh, the bike course there in Victoria. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. And then, I mean, I still had a bottle with some water, so I managed and I did have my little um, bento box with some potatoes. So it's not like I didn't have all my nutrition, but I certainly didn't have what I was planning. So my run, I got off the bike and my run started, it felt okay. And, you know, I, I ran decent. I would say I was hoping for a little bit faster. I know I could be faster, but I'm I'm going to say that maybe it's because I didn't have as enough to eat on the bike. But yeah. yeah, I mean, when things, it is, yeah. Yeah, when things go wrong like that, it kind of, you know, unless you're able to, to grab as much nutrition that you can comfortably digest in those stages of the bike. But I mean, that's lost. But once again, it comes down to, you know, as we said, it's sugar, it's salt, and it's water. So uh, if you can, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get that into your body and get a bit of... Uh, you know, that on a regular basis, it'll set you up. But once again, it's not your stuff. It's uh, stuff that's provided on the race course. So, you know, your body might not have been necessarily uh, trained to, to absorb that as well as, uh, you know, your special gen potion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, my run was, it was good. So, yeah, I finished, a, a, you know, I'm happy with my time. I was hoping a little bit faster of a run, but um I was happy with my swim and my bike and yeah, overall it was, you know, again, it was just part of the training plan. So I didn't have any kind of big goals or expectations. I was, yeah. Just get some experience. Yeah. Just to have it done and kind of go through the transitions and just, you know, getting ready for the race at the end of July. (laughs) And now is that what you were thinking about on the run there in Victoria? 
um, was I thinking about the, the, the race in the, July? The bigger race at hand. Yeah, the uh, Iron Man. No, not oh, really. Okay. I well, didn't really, I didn't really, no, I didn't really think too much about it. Um, I, I guess near the end, I was, I did think, okay, I'd have to do this again, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> double the double. But um, at that point, no, I was just focused just on the that day. Yeah, pretty much in so, the present moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, you did a better job than uh, the person interviewing you. I did the, on the same day, under, uh, I guess a lot of people are saying, somewhat similar conditions. We had the Oliver Half Iron, of course, in Oliver, and probably 10 minutes into that run, I just switched from being in the present to thinking, okay, if it's this hot, and when I say hot, it was about 32 degrees by then, how are you going to be able to manage that on the run? So there's kind of pros and cons to that. I mean, I was uh, I was mentally in a pretty decent headspace. I mean, it was, a, it was a pretty tough day out there, but the whole thing was almost like a rehearsal for, you know, for our big day there in, uh, in Whistler. Mm -hmm. So it was practicing, yeah. putting on the, you know, dumping the ice in the hat and other parts of the body, <laughs> taking in the Coke. It's like, okay. And I mean, as far as a race performance goes, I was, I was so focused on, okay, let's see what this feels like at an Ironman pace. Um, I mean, with a few exceptions, I really didn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, go as fast as perhaps I should have, I guess. Yeah, I, now in hindsight, I guess I probably was thinking a little bit about because it wasn't as it was, it was warm in Victoria, but not as nearly as hot as it was in Oliver. Um, but I still took advantage of the ice and the water, and I knew with the half iron last year that I did in Whistler, it was it was smoking hot last year. It's like I think it got up to thirty seven degrees in Whistler, which record is, heat. Yeah, it's hot for Whistler. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, water and ice and, you know, always the plan of, you know, you drink one water at the aid station, dump one water on you and yeah. then ice down the wherever you can get it just to keep yourself cool, especially yeah. around the core. Absolutely. So, yeah. What's the um, what's the health like, both physical and motivational? Uh, any injuries? Uh, I think this will probably be our final check in before our big day. My motivation is really good I'd say I'm I haven't uh I don't feel like I want to not do any <laughs> any of my training I mean sure there's some some days where you know my run yesterday I kind of stalled as long as I could but finally my husband's like you better get out there because we have plans this afternoon so, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so he's he's good at making sure that I'm on track I it's not that I didn't want to I just kept stalling I guess and yeah. once I'm out doing my training I I love it yeah. um and then yeah I'm feeling fine physically at this point I don't have any issues um I do try to um like I said sleep I know is important so I try to make sure I'm in bed early and get a good night's sleep and um my recovery days I usually I rest hard. <laughs> I don't do much. So today, for example, I've just been doing some work stuff on the computer and just sitting around. So I guess mentally I'm, you know, not resting, but definitely not doing anything 
Yeah, giving active. giving those legs and those lungs and that heart of yours uh, a well-deserved rest after a yep. pretty big weekend of training. Yeah, the feet are up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so good to hear from you and good to hear that you're in uh, good spirits and the body is holding together. Like I say, you've been able to string through. I think we started this journey, what was it, in perhaps late September or early October when you dropped by our FitSpeak mm -hmm. studios and we had that big uh, meeting and things are, sounds like things are going very well. Yeah, pretty good. I think there was just that one one time in March I had I was sick for a couple of weeks. Um, but that was probably just, yeah, you know, the time of year and mm. think viruses going around and yeah. seems to be all coming together. <laughs> I guess we'll see on July 28th. Right? Absolutely. So let's uh, <laughs> let's cross our fingers for each other. Thank you so much for being part of the uh, Fitspeak podcast for the past couple of months. And we're wishing you the best of luck because sometimes that can come in handy. And you've obviously got the training in the bag. So nothing but success for the next uh, four weeks as we head towards that big finish line in Whistler. Yes, thank you. And you too, Kevin. I hope you... Yeah, good luck to you as well. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wenting Cycling Mission. Your Wenting's word of the week is grind. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week is grind. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Whether your goals are iron, golden, or ultra, our low client-to-coach ratio ensures you get the one-on-one -on -one time you deserve to achieve your potential. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See the link at the bottom of this page to book your free consultation and goal-setting session. We'd like to thank our guest this week, Jen Burns, and wish her the best of luck as she gets ready for her first Ironman Canada the last Sunday in July. We'd also like to thank our co-host Zach Newfeld for training advice on Between the Ears. Be listening next time when we'll be fit speaking with the Mayor of Mission. Her Worship, Pam Alexis, is our guest. We'll find out what she does to stay healthy and active, and we'll also be asking her about her vision for a fitter and healthier mission. For all of us at FitSpeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.